Any defense contractor that can fog a mirror should be paying attention to the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification Program. Eventually, contractors will have to prove they've got cyber chops under CMMC if they want to keep doing business with the department. DOD is up to the pre-launch version 0.7 of the CMMC. Joining me in studio with what you need to know, cybersecurity expert and attorney Bob Metzger. And Bob, I think since we booked you, this move from 0.6 to 0.7, not quite up to what is usually called beta 1.0. What is going on? Well, Tom, a lot. Uh, 0.7 is a really notable improvement, in my view, from the earlier versions. Uh, There are kind of two things that are most important in 0.7. One is the reduction in the number of uh, required practices and capabilities, sort of making the number of things that companies have to do smaller. Also, 0.7 does a better job in explaining uh, what is required, uh, how to understand it, and and in giving examples of what is expected of companies. Sound like companies got to DOD between 6 and 7. Well, I think that's part of it. The the other crucial thing, uh, Tom, is that uh, in 0.6, there was no discussion of the higher level security capabilities that are associated with levels 4 and 5 of CMMC. In contrast, level 7 does have content for uh, level 4 and level 5, the high security areas. And interestingly, the number of additional requirements for levels 4 and 5 is substantially reduced from the number that appeared in the much earlier drafts. Also, some of the additional requirements in 4 and 5 are drawn from the as-yet-unreleased NIST Special Publication SP-800-171B. That's been tied up in the White House for months and months and months. It has been. You know, it's not entirely clear publicly what the hang-up has been, but I believe there's been some pushback that certain of the controls and practices in 171B are just too hard to implement and too expensive. And so when you look at 0.7, you see that of the 33 controls that are in 171B, only 23 are implemented for CMMC Level 4 or 5. There are 10 that were specifically left out from 171B because they were too expensive, too hard to operate. Well, just backing up for a moment, is the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification, CMMC, that will be required of vendors. Is it practices or is it technical controls that need to be in place or both? Well, it's kind of both. I mean, the terms that are used uh, in 0.7 are practices and process. Practices are what you do and can demonstrate specifically. Process reflects the controls, procedures, commitment within an organization to make sure that what you have done is sustained and improved over time. So in order to get one of the higher levels of certification, you have to demonstrate both the accomplishment of specific practices as well as the achievement of the processes. And I think that's important because otherwise it would be a kind of static exercise to assess and validate a practice without necessarily knowing that the organization as a whole is resilient and adaptive to changing cybersecurity threats. And in marching through these pre-1.0 steps, because I guess the rule is not totally implemented yet, what is DOD doing trying to just parade its thinking publicly as it gets toward what will actually be CMMC version 1? Right. So 1.0 is due out in approximately February. And, you know, it's interesting that you use the word parade because in some senses uh, that's a very apt analogy. This is a highly public undertaking 
where DOD is acting uh, at a pace that is unusual, if not extraordinary. It's a very aggressive effort, attempting to cover 300,000 contractors across five levels of security with a new assessment mechanism that doesn't exist yet. Well, the reason the term parade is appropriate is because just the fact of this effort and the publicity of it and the public outreach for it, these are intended to communicate to the whole of industry that they should act now, not when 1.0 comes out, not when they hear from the assessor, not when their RFP turns up with a CMMC level requirement. We're speaking with Bob Metzger. He's a partner at the law firm Rogers Joseph O'Donnell. And yes, I guess that's the point. If you keep up with the versions dot one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, until 1.0, when 1.0 comes out, you should, in theory, be ready. Well, right. And and one of the things that's been hard for some in industry to accept is that DOD is moving to a notion where it expects you have already done a lot to secure your networks. After all, the concept of network security and protection of controlled unclassified information has been around for more than a few years. What's happening now is that we're moving out of this period of self-assessment or trust into an into a period of accreditation and assessment and validation. Now, one of the things that to me is really important is to actually look at the 0.7 document. You know, it's tempting with something this long to say, oh, my God, there's too much detail, it's too dense, but that's not the way it's written. There's lots of sidebars and colored boxes lots of, and I mean, outlines. It, it's, exactly. It's really intended to communicate to the business owner or operator. It's not written for the consultant. It's not written for the security specialist. It's not really written for the, you know, high-performance, sophisticated prime contractor. I think it's a very helpful document for much of industry. Now, we've been referring to the assessors and the third-party certifiers that will tell DOD, yes, this supplier is compliant with level one or level two of the maturity model. What do we know about the development or status of the assessor industry? Well, DOD has taken a very interesting approach here. It's decided that it's going to look to the private sector to create and fund this assessment organization and to develop uh, the means of assessment, the qualification of assessors, and, in fact, to uh, host the information that is generated by assessments. Almost like a commercial FedRAMP. Well, it's very much like a commercial FedRAMP. And like FedRAMP, it involves third-party assessors. Unlike FedRAMP, the assessors will uh, be trained and authorized to different levels. An assessor for level one would have lower qualifications, much lower than an assessor for level five. It's a very big undertaking. There's been a lot of confusion, if not uh, anxiety, within industry as to the status and operation uh, of the accreditation body. I get that. But, you know, I could make a pretty good argument that for contractors listening to this, their attention ought to be directed to 0.7 because it describes both the processes and the practices that are required. It is true that it uh, may prove harder and take longer to get the accreditation organization up and running, but you can get ahead of that now by working to implement these uh, new controls that are required to get the CMMC certification levels. And just going back to one detail, you said the number of requirements fell between version dot six and version dot seven. What do we take from that? What did they cast aside that seemed important well, before they got to that point? No, it's really interesting and I think it reflects well upon the group that's putting this together. Now CMMC level three 
is that which will apply to most contractors, and it most closely approximates what is currently required by NIST Special Publication SB 800-170. At one time, in version 0.4, there were 92 practices for Level 3. Now there are only 59. It's also interesting to look at the changes for the higher performance levels, 4 and 5. At one time, Level 4 called for 96 separate and distinct practices. Now, only 26. Level 5 at one time called for 42 special practices to get that highest level of CMMC certification. Now the number is down to 16. Well, part of this recognizes that there are certain practices which are so important that they really must be done and that they will accomplish a lot of what is needed. But part of it also recognizes that as you increase the number of practices and processes, and especially as you uh, invoke ones that are not really known well by industry, you are aggravating the complication, frustration, and anxiety factors, none of which are really necessary to achieve security. So best advice for the season, then, is after you trim the tree and put together the bicycle, settle in by the fire and read 0.7 of the CMMC. Yeah, and and to make it somewhat uh, more elaborate, CMMC is going to happen. DOD has made a commitment to it. It's no longer sufficient to prepare something that calls itself a system security plan. And it definitely is no longer sufficient to prepare a program of action and milestones, a POAM, and hope that by having a plan for what you will do in the future, you have done enough. In several different areas, including CMMC and some new guidance from DCMA, DOD is making it clear that they want to see what you've actually accomplished. And they want to test what you say you've done in your SSP. They're not going to be pacified, if you will, by having a plan that says, well, we'll get to it over the next several years. Not going to be good enough. Bob Metzger is a partner at the law firm Rogers Joseph O'Donnell. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview along with a link to the CMMC program at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.